Rachel Scott could hazily make out her clock blinking 7.20. I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys began to play as she tosses her flower pattern comforter to the side. As she rolls out of bed, she accidentally knocks over the stack of teen magazines she had sitting next to her purple lava lamp. She promptly scanned the walls covered in boy band posters and let out a sigh. Just another Tuesday, she said under her breath. Quickly skimming through her cluttered closet, Rachel tried to find her favorite pink sweater, the one that had the barrettes to match. She jumped up as she pulled on her favorite pair of low-rise jeans and attempted to tame her brown wavy hair. After snatching up her hot pink backpack, she dashed through her beaded curtain dangling from the doorway. Rachel exchanged a quick wave with her mom as she exited through the front door. Rachel felt a breeze sweep in, causing the hair on her neck to stand up. For April, it was an unusually cool morning. Rushing into the kitchen and grabbing her sack lunch off of the counter, she headed out to the Blue Lincoln. It was Rachel's senior year, and she had practically perfected getting ready within a matter of ten minutes. Her younger brother, Craig, was sitting in the passenger seat looking annoyed because they were running late. She slammed the door shut as she shifted into reverse, and off they went to Columbine High School. It was the morning of April 20th, 1999. Students were in the middle of their third-hour classes. Seniors were busy repping out their final projects. Just 17 days before graduation, Eric Harris and Dylan Claybold decided to do something that would scar the community of Littleton forever. It was 11.10 when the boys were pulling into the southeast and southwest parking lots, which surrounded the cafeteria. Decorated in trench coats, black leather boots, and shirts that read RAF and Natural Selection. They entered the cafeteria where they placed two 20-pound homemade pipe bombs. After setting off the pipe bombs they had stored in their own cars, they headed up the west entrance steps with backpacks full of ammo. Eric carried a pump-action shotgun and a semi-automatic rifle. Dylan also carried two guns, a double-barreled shotgun, and a T9 semi-automatic rifle. Richard Costaldo and Rachel Scott were the first two victims. Costaldo had taken eight shots but survived. Rachel was not as lucky and took eight bullets into the head. After shooting about 12 other students outside, the boys proceeded up the west entrance steps into the school. It was at 11.29 a.m. when both Harris and Claybold entered the library. After igniting many more small pipe bombs throughout the school, in over seven minutes, 10 people were killed and 12 were wounded. There was a total of 56 people in the library. 34 escaped injury. The shooters had more than enough ammo to kill everyone, but for whatever reason, 
they hadn't. It was 12.08 when the two troubled teens turned the guns on themselves. There was not another shot reported after that. After murdering 12 students, one teacher, and injuring 23 other students, the entire community was left to mourn an event that took place in the matter of 60 minutes. Families were left with their heads hung, wondering why such a thing could happen to students with such promising futures. Instant message chats, journals, and threatening homemade videos were uncovered during the investigation not to mention the large stockpile of weapons that both Eric and Dylan had hidden in their rooms. Since that day, the way that the American schools go about their day, today's schedule has changed drastically. Security has increased, students' mental health is being more closely monitored, and, the and there are practice procedures done throughout the school year. Although these practices have been put into place since this tragic event, the number of school shootings that is happening on school property has increased at an alarming, an alarming rate. In 2018 alone, 103 gunshots were fired on school grounds across the nation. Since this terrible accident on April 20th, 1999, the town of Littleton, Colorado will never be the same.